Welcome to Shooting the Breeze. And we are live from Kudos Bank Arena. We're here for the Pink Hoops round. It's a double header. The Flames are playing the Lynx in the first game. Jacinta, it's going to be a big game. I hear that they've sold at least 15,000 tickets for this game. That's excellent. And it certainly seems like it uh, on the outside. We're obviously inside Kudos Bank Arena already, but coming, arriving to the venue, I saw a lot more people. Uh, wearing different jerseys, uh, obviously basketball fans on their way in. So those signs were definitely positive. So I'm glad to hear it's 15,000 tickets sold. Yeah, and just looking around the stadium, they've obviously put a whole lot of th a lot of um, signage up on every chair for the fans for when they get here. Uh, and if that signage is there and it's there for uh, for all the tickets that have been sold, this is going to be a loud room later today. Now let's just talk about the. Um, the, the pink round and what it's all about. It's to raise funds for 250 breast care nurses and it's also being held in together with the McGrath Foundation. Yeah, that's right. I think it's important just to point out that the signage you mentioned that's on all of the fans' chairs in preparation for their arrival, it's pink on one, uh, and on one side it says three-pointer, but essentially because um, they're pledging a donation for every three-point shot made today in... Uh, um, collaboration with a few of the sponsors of Hoops Capital. So I think that there are the nice pink signs are here just to egg on the players from the Flames and the Kings to make some more three-pointers. A, to win the game, and B, to make sure that uh, extra money is donated. Yeah, and it, look, it's, it's great the way they've actually got the two teams together to be able to, to, put, to put this double header on. Both teams are wearing a, a special pink strip for the game. Um, and earlier in the week, we had an opportunity to talk to a player from each team. We spoke with Vanessa Panousis and Geordie Hunter. Um, and it was interesting talking to Vanessa, because, particularly for us, because in a previous pod, we had Vanessa and Tiana Mungakahia on, and we were talking about, you know, her, her Tiana's journey and their journey as friends, and now, you know, the situation that, that everybody's finding themselves in with Tiana having... Uh, the cancer return and being kept uh, as part of the Hoops Capital family as part of the coaching staff for the Flames. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice to... Uh, it was a really good opportunity to get that insight from Ness, given, like you said, we did that podcast of them together and now come, you know, almost 12 months later, be able to um, share another facet and journey on their friendship um, and Ness was uh, really not, um, very, spoke very candidly of their friendship and obviously how important it has been for Tiana to stay involved in, in the Hoops Capital community. Um, and she did indicate that, you know, Tiana is feeling very supported with uh, the Hoops Capital family around her at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll just play, um, play back some of that conversation that we had with Vanessa now that she's going through and has been through as well. But I think everyone's kind of been affected by breast cancer um, in one way or another, whether it's a relative, a friend, someone that they know of. Um, so I think it's really important to be able to raise awareness for such a horrible disease. Um, and it's really cool that um, Hoops Capital and like amazing that they've really come behind it um, and really helped and supported Tiana through it all. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of things going on around this. Um, How's the rest of the league been supporting the this initiative? They have been support. I'm not sure, like, the initiative as a whole, as in, like, um, you know, obviously wearing pink and stuff, but, you know, 
there's definitely messages to Tiana um, of support and stuff. So she definitely feels the love. But yeah, it'd be really cool if if the WNBL actually made it a pink round, like as a whole, I think that would be really cool and like a next step in this phase as well. Like I said, Tiana really feels the love and support from um, all the players um, from the WNBL as well as coaches. So it's been really cool. Sometimes these rounds, uh, when they're so meaningful, especially given, you know, it's literally your best friend and teammate who's at the centre of it. Uh, sometimes the emotion can be a bit overwhelming because at the end of the day, you still have to turn up to work and, and play the best you can. So how's the feeling been in the locker room this week leading up to the game? Um, it's been good. I think we kind of try to stay steady about it. I think um, as people, me and T, like we're pretty positive people. We don't try to get too high or too low. We're pretty steady. So uh, not much has really changed. We've obviously been talking about it a lot and, a lot of people have wanted to speak to us about it. But, yeah, I think we're really excited. Just put on a great show, and it's really cool that the Kings have come on board as well now. And, obviously, they're going to bring a lot of attraction, um, you know, through their fans as well. So I think it's really exciting to see, and we're just excited to see, hopefully, a sold-out Kudos Bank. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think would be really great is to see the queue packed out, but also having the crowd come in early. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And, and I really do think they will. Um, obviously, last year we raised around 20000 I think, uh, maybe a little bit over that. So hopefully we can bump that up and raise a little bit more. Um, and then, yeah, obviously T now, she's a coach. She's doing a great job as well and really embracing that role in the flame. So I think just to see her on the sidelines, whether it's playing or as a coach, I think it's going to be great. You know, you see her with a big smile, such a positive vibe, you know, it, it just brings a smile to your face as well. So I think everyone seeing T on the sidelines is just going to be really cool to see. And, like, for you personally, how's this round feel for you? I I think it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to have a bit of waterworks on the day. Obviously, last year it was different. She was playing and it was kind of like she had already gone through it. We knew she had beaten it. And then now it's a little bit different. She's a coach. She's not playing. Um, she's actually battling through it at this moment. So I think it's going to hit me personally a little bit more because I know what she's going through. And it, and we know it's going to be a long fight, you know, and she's going to get through it. Uh, we know that. But just that we know that she's actually going through it at this moment. Whereas last year was like, okay, she did it. You know, it's done. In that sense, that's why it's going to be a little bit different and hit home a little bit more. And um, yeah, I think, there will be a few tears, I think, on the day, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's all it's all for the love for our girl T and, you know, we're here to support her every step of the way and she knows that as well and she's really grateful for all the love and support that she has received both from the Sydney Flames and the WNBL as well. And even last year when T was still playing, she's obviously got a very uh, well-connected and supported family around her. I remember seeing some of her brothers watching courtside one of the Flames games and they were so into it and they were telling us actually about how when Tiana was first diagnosed they would all take turns to go over there and spend time during the treatment so I'm guessing we can expect her family to be in the crowd for this very special occasion too. Yeah I'm pretty sure all of them are coming again so it's going to be crazy it's going to be awesome um, I think she did say she's got like I think asked for like 30 tickets or something so it, it's going to be pretty cool and then like obviously seeing everyone in their pink t-shirts and you know whatever clothing they're wearing that's pink uh, I think that's going to be really cool as well yeah her family is awesome the best support system that she has and you know they love it a bit so it's really cool to see them you know make the trip um down to Sydney and support her in such an important game 
So speaking of fans wearing pink, is there anything else that you can recommend or that you'd like us to see as fans to do on the day? Obviously wearing pink is something, but is there something other ways that we can help promote the day? Oh, you know, a pink wig here and there would be pretty cool. If some kids can rock up with some pink wigs, maybe some, you know, hairspray. Maybe the parents may not like that to push it off, but some hairspray, some sweatbands. I've always wanted an excuse to wear a, uh, you know, early 2000s Nicki Minaj long hair, bright, like soft yes. pink wigs. So yes, and with her new album that she just dropped, perfect timing. Yes, <laughs> yes, there you go. There, we formulated a plan. See, I'm glad I asked you. I knew you'd know. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. As a team, how have you guys sort of gotten around T uh, over the last few months? And particularly, you know, she's sort of the boss now. Well, she thinks she is. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves because <laughs> she might get a little bit too confident there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we act, no, I mean, we all respect T as a coach and we know, you know, she's such an elite player, um, you know, and we know that she has such a high IQ and we really want to learn off her, especially the guards. You know, we know what she can do on the court. So for me to be able to learn a little bit from her, I mean, that's everything really. So, yeah, we, we all respect her um, as a coach. And, you know, she brings such a positive and vibrant energy into a room. Like, it's actually funny. Like, we often talk, um, you know, as we do, little banter here and there. We're like, I'm like, I forget what you're going through. And she does too. You know what I mean? Because she's so positive and, like, you know, she's not as in as much pain anymore as well, which is awesome. So sometimes we actually forget what she's really going through, which is also like a blessing in disguise as well. So she doesn't have to think about it, you know? So I think a lot of the times also, you know, when we're in the locker room, when we're on the court, she's getting buckets as well sometimes, you know, like before, after training, she's still getting buckets. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see her, you know, really find her purpose in life here in Sydney and like with the flames as well, which has been really cool to see. I think, you know, when she first got re-diagnosed, she was a little bit lost. She wasn't, she was she had obviously stopped playing, so she wasn't working. She re- didn't really have much purpose. Um, and I think once she's come down to Sydney, she's really found that, you know, she's been taken in by Guy and Renee, and they've done an awesome job with her. She feels so comfortable and loves them both. So I think it's really cool to see, you know, T find her passion for the game again and for life as well. Sometimes having that sense of purpose and belonging and community around you can make you, can help you cope through something as uh as tough as this a little bit better a hundred percent yeah yeah and she you know she knows as well you know she says it all the time she's like i seriously don't know what i would have done if i didn't if i hadn't come down to sydney again so it's really cool to see that you know how her purpose and her life has changed since coming back down to sydney we got a a glimpse into that when we were talking with uh with chris pongrass a while Mm -hmm. back where you know he told us what was happening and that that T was going to be part of the coaching staff. And more importantly, what what he was saying was what she means to the organisation as a whole, which is why they wanted to keep her engaged and keep her with the organisation, regardless of what was happening. From your perspective as a player, how does that make you look at the the organisation as a whole as well? Just so much respect for them, really. I mean, they really didn't have to do what they did. And I don't think many organisations would have in their position so i mean hands down to hoops capital they've done an amazing thing for t and she's forever grateful for it i mean i mean so am i i have my best friend here in sydney um you know she's coaching me so it's pretty cool but yeah um hands out like unbelievable what they have done 
Okay, so it was great hearing from T about how this is all, you know, worked out for her and from her perspective. And also gives us a really good idea into how important this this whole initiative is for for the Flames and for Hoops Capital. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um I mean uh, the McGrath Foundation and Breast Cancer Rounds. They've been around sport for a little while, yep. but I think Hoops Capital is definitely the first to really spearhead it and make it an inaugural round um, in, in the basketball landscape and especially being able to commit both the Kings and the Flames uh, on a double header to promote it, I think has been um, a pretty smart move. And especially when they've got so many people in their organisation with the lived experience of breast cancer one way or another. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I think they've done such a great... Uh, they've made such a great effort to promote this round in the run-up to it that, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll see it with the crowd in, in the room. But just talking about how the, the lived experience for people from both teams um, have, have been impacted by, by breast cancer, we also had an opportunity to talk with Geordie Hunter. And Geordie gave us some really interesting insights from his perspective into how this all works. So let's just have a listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, very exciting that the Kings and Flames are getting on board with such a great cause, such as the McGrath Foundation, raising much-needed funds for breast care nurses. It's, as you mentioned, a, a cause close to my heart. My mum was diagnosed with breast cancer about 12 years ago now, and um, we lost her beautiful mum the, in the same year to breast cancer. So it's it's affecting just about every woman on mum's side. And you know, up to and including those who haven't had the disease yet, you know, with regular testing and then that, that waiting period between finding out what's going on with every test. And it's uh, definitely a, a full-on experience for them. And so, you know, the, the Kings and Flames getting on board such a great cause is really exciting and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Yeah, it's, I think I could say pretty comfortably that pretty much every Hoops fan was gutted when they heard the news about Tiana as well with it coming back and her having to retire from basketball. But it's great that she stayed involved with the club and that she's staying involved with the Flames as an assistant coach and also has been a driving force behind the Pink Hoops round. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it was just devastating to uh, to hear Tiana's um, cancer come back and she's just such a wonderful person and there's no better indication of that than, you know, she's going through what she's going through and she's using her, her platform to raise awareness for the disease and raise much-needed funds by doing something like a, like a Pink Hoops round with the Kings and the Flames. And she's never wavered in her commitment to the club despite what she's going through. And she's using it as a, as a platform for amazing things. So the whole club is incredibly proud of her and sending her, you know, so much love at this time. Tell us a bit about um, the perspective from the Sydney Kings because typically, you know, pink round, breast cancer round, very typically female-orientated charity and initiative. Um, so it's really cool. This time it's on a double header, so involved in the Kings too. So what, what has the talk been like in the Kings locker room ahead of this week? <laughs> the Flames have to uh, <laughs> jump on board with uh with so many, you know, Kings things that, you know, there's such good sports about it that it's absolutely the least we could do to support, you know, what is probably generally considered a, uh, something that affects primarily females. But it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a disease that affects everyone and not least of all those suffering from it. And if us boys can get behind the girls a little bit, that's, uh, you know, it's the least we could do and we're really excited to do it. And, of course, breast cancer is able to. It affects men as well. But, 
we're excited to support the girls on this one and the pink jerseys look pretty cool as well. And uh, like you mentioned, your mum unfortunately lived through breast cancer and her mum unfortunately passing away due to breast cancer. And I didn't know that part of your personal history until it was shared, I think, on an ABC program um, not too long ago, as you recall. Was it Australian Story? Yeah. It was, yes. We, um, the, the family did dabble, yeah. Yes, yeah, they, you sure did. It was a case of me watching the story, not knowing that that was your family and doing that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the, the pointing from the couch meme. Uh going, that's Geordie. I know that guy. Um, <laughs> but since you shared your family experience and your lived experience, you know, so publicly on an ABC program, have you had any uh, other male friends, teammates start to open up about their personal experience as well? Has it become a bit of a facilitator for conversation? It's, uh, you know, we were very surprised just by, you know, how many people were able to see the story and we we're just so proud of mum and her sister and my sister for, you know, putting themselves out there and, you know, it's not something that they were necessarily comfortable with, but what these new labs in, in Melbourne in particular are doing for genetic research is just so amazing and it was something that mum and her sister felt very passionate about supporting. And, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of people who are really close to me who have, you know, dealt with cancer, breast cancer, and not just themselves but loved ones and if uh you know they see the story and it's something that they then willing to sh share and confide in me about then you know i'm i'm more than happy to do that but i've said through this whole thing is uh you know this is tiana's round of it's uh it's pretty important to me that this isn't about this isn't about me and you know how i you know there are a lot of people who are suffering far greater than i and it it's something that I'm really proud to be a part of, but yeah, making sure that it's not, this isn't my story to tell necessarily. So I, saying that I'm really proud that mum and her sister were, my auntie were able to get on Australian Story and, you know, they did such a great job. We were so proud of them. I'm just curious, Geordie, how much the Hoops Capital Organisation has gotten behind the whole initiative, reaching out to McGrath Foundation. Obviously, you've been involved in parts of that process. What's it been like you know, doing that on top of being a professional basketball player? Well, it's you know it's a great job, so it's it's difficult when you're out there, but it's not particularly uh, time-consuming. So you do have the opportunity to do some pretty amazing things on the side. Mm -hmm. You know, the Hoops Capital family have always been great in supporting their you know the family that that's working there, and you know, considering what Tiana's going through, that without a second thought, the Hoops Capital family were keen to rally behind her and reach out to an organization like the McGrath Foundation who have been doing amazing things full stop, but, you know, amazing things in the Australian sport calendar for over a decade now. And to play a small part in that, the, you know, the Hoops Capital family is incredibly proud and they've, they've done a great job in such a short amount of time, you know, whipping this together. And um, I was able to walk on the pitch day three with mum and Tiana and her parents and, you know, one of my aunties who, who had cancer and it's a, um, you know, just being out there with them and with the Hoops Capital family, like Paul Smith and Paul Kine and Chris Pongrass was there. And it was a, um, you know, I was very proud to be part of an organization like that. They've done a great job. And I actually want to give a shout out to Paul Smith. I had an opportunity to have a chat to him before the uh, the Flames game on previous Sunday. And um, he was really hopeful that the queue's going to be packed full of people, full of Sydney fans who were there to support both teams and also the cause. What would you want to say to any fans 
who get an opportunity to listen to this about getting down to the game? Well, you know, like any doubleheader, it's going to be a great day of hoops. That's, you know, first and foremost for basketball fans and Sydney fans. It'll be a great day to get out and see the guys and the girls doing what they do. But, you know, just on top of that, to have such a great cause that the, the game is representative of is just an excellent opportunity, if, if ever, to get down to Kudos and see what it's all about. And, you know, we're raising money for breast care nurses. And if you can show up and grab a ticket, you're going a long way to helping us in that. It would really mean a lot to me and Tiana and the entire Hoops Capital family. Okay, and now we're back and joining us also is Shanice Swain. Shanice, welcome to the show for the first time and you're joining us on a live pod. How have you been? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I've been really good. Yeah. That's, that's great. Now, you unfortunately haven't been able to take to the floor mm -hmm. uh, for the season so far. How's things going for you in terms of, you know, potentially getting back on the floor and so we get an opportunity to watch you play? Uh, yeah, it's been tough. I've been out for a, quite a while, but I mean, um, the whole recovery process has been good. Um, I've been able to get in the gym, get stronger, um, work on things I haven't been able to work on, like uh, on the floor. Um, I'm getting there, progressing slowly, but um, should be back in the next couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks. Oh, awesome. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I wanted to find out from you, but, you know, being in the team, being part of the team, Pink round. What's yep. it mean for you? Um, I haven't had anyone personally in my family that's had uh, breast cancer, but I mean, to have someone as close as T and see how, like, um, just see how, like, how it all is and how everyone's like supporting her and all of that stuff. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And to have this pink round, um, everyone like getting behind her, and then even like a hundred dollars for a three-pointer, like. That's yeah. huge, and just raising all the money for breast care nurses. Like, it's just great to see, and I just want to be able to do whatever I can to help, whether that's wearing a pink jersey or playing my heart out on the floor. Like, whatever. Cool. Now, the other thing, one thing that we do want to talk about today is just the, gen the WNBL season generally this year. It's been a pretty topsy-turvy season. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... We've seen bottom-of-the-ladder teams beat top-of-the-ladder teams. Yep. We've seen close games. We've seen OT games. Um, from, your, from your perspective, watching the way the season's unfolded, mm -hmm. what do you, how have you found it? Um, yeah, it definitely has been, like, an really up and down. Um, you don't really know, like, what you're going to go into, like, in the game. Like, you never know. Like, there's not really – I feel like there's not really a standout team – like, anyone could take the top, anyone. Like, it's just, you never know what's going to happen. And I feel like us as a team, um, we've also been a little bit up and down. But, I mean, once we, and you can tell on the floor, like, once we have that, got it all together and have it sorted, like, we're, we're a really good team and we're, like, almost, in, like, pretty much unstoppable. So we um, were talking to Ness earlier in the week in preparation for this pink round. Um, and she mentioned offline, actually, that one of your assistant coaches, uh, Renee Garlop, said that the teams in the WNBL season this year, like, they have no fear. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, is, is great for us as spectators because it's uh, unpredictable. We, we never know what we're going to get, and it's always going to be entertaining. But as a player, does that make it a little bit harder to prepare that because of that unpredictability and because no one is really backing down? Um... I'm not sure because I haven't really, like, been in the position where I could play and uh, go up against that. But, I mean, 
Yeah, like I feel like no one in the league like is really feared. So I think us as a team, we need to step forward and take that position um, and be the team to be feared of playing. So yeah. Are you more? Are you someone who, when you are back playing, are you more someone who kind of gets a bit anxious ahead of a game of like, oh, this is my role today, or are you someone who is more to to be feared rather than has has the fear? Um, I do get a little bit nervous before games. Uh, I can say that, but I have gotten better. Um, like last season, I was getting really nervous, but um, Coach Kristen Veal helped me a lot with that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm a lot better now. And yeah, and then I mean, once I'm on the floor, everything just goes out of my head. And I just like, once I get my first bucket or like steal, whatever it is, like, then I'm good to go. It just need that point of activation, like something positive yeah. to activate you and then you feel settled. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So how did you find the shift from Canberra, the Canberra Caps to the Flames in the whole Hoops Capital organisation? Um, I mean, Hoops Capital made it pretty easy for me, like with the decision to come here. Um, but I mean, yeah, uh, I loved being at Caps. Uh, but... I think here, I just needed to try something different, um, be somewhere else. I've been in Canberra for a couple of years, also the AIS. So um, I think here, uh, coming to play for Guy as well, um, develop my game more. Um, I heard he was a good development coach, so uh, I, come, I wanted to come and like be a part of that. And then even be a part of like the big names like Kayla, Laws, Tess, like play under them also to just... Um, I mean, learn from them and their experience in the game. So, yeah. Yeah, because last year when you played for the Caps, you were certainly one of the, like, still a very young emerging talent, but you were still having to take a leadership role in that team mm -hmm. quite early. Yeah. So now coming into a team like the Flames with the people you just mentioned, like mm -hmm. your Tess Madgens and your Kayla yeah. Georges, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned under them so far? Um, I think from... I don't really know. I think it's just like um, they haven't really. It hasn't really been anything in particular. It's just been like uh, stuff with like the team, and like sometimes I'd hear them say some things, and I'm just like taking that all on board. Um, and then like say like I went to a different team, and like I had to be a leader at that different team. Like I'd know like what to say and what to do from them, and then even from like. Uh, a recovery point of view, like Tess being injured, um, I've seen her like do her recovery and on it like every day, like icing, sauna, like whatever it is she can do to get herself back on the court. Um, I've seen a lot of that, so um, I think that's one thing that I needed to add to like myself and to be better as a player. So yeah, that that stuff. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. I mean, leadership skills and the importance of, of your recovery and looking mm -hmm. after yourself, like, holistically. Because uh, let me tell you, when you get older, lower back pain is real. <laughs> so please do what you can yeah. now while you're still young and sprightly yeah. to help prevent that. Yeah, sure. So I wanted to ask you a question mm -hmm. about when Kayla finally got into Australia and yeah. got to the team. What's it like when it's like, wow, here's a WNBA champ mm. and I'm going to be on the same team with her and, you know, given, you know, the storied career that she's had, mm -hmm. what's it like? Um, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable, like, to be 
even just being on the same team as her, like, even before she won the WNBA championship, like, she's just been, like, an incredible role model, even for, like, everyone. Like, she's just an amazing person. And then her with Pearl as well, just seeing her as a mother and an athlete is just amazing. Um, but, yeah, playing with her is definitely exciting. Playing with her is exciting. And I'm really excited to get out in court with her because she's... Uh, played in Cairns, I've played in Cairns, like she's been living in Cairns, so I'm just really excited for us to just get on court together. I feel like we'll read each other really well um, and just gel really quickly on the court. And the uh, um, broadcast numbers in Cairns and all the Cairns, it's Cairns Marlins, right? Cairns Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Why do I say Marlins? That's the men's That's team. That's the men's <gasps> Yeah. <gasps> Blasphemous. Cairns Dolphins. Yeah. But, uh, you know, broadcast numbers and attendance numbers will go up when you... In, in Cairns when oh, you yeah, guys sure. are both on the court. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, obviously one of the, one of the great things about the, the regional centres is mm -hmm. you get everybody coming out to watch you yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely uh, really good when I played back home because I haven't, like I was saying before, I haven't played there since my juniors. Yeah. Um, so it was really good to have the family there, just everyone there, and then just seeing, like, all the younger kids, like from me being away and seeing all the younger kids, some kids that I don't even know, like coming up to me or like just like knowing me, I'm just like, oh wow, like this is, everything's like so much bigger here, but yeah. Um, We'll keep going. Yep. Um, and yeah, so sorry that about that, folks. We, yeah, sorry, we, we just, just had, had to a... sort out sort out some stuff with the with the staff. That's all. Um, but yeah, so that rep it, that's a big impact when you realise your achievements and your yeah. representation in uh, in a place like Cairns is making such an impact on people. Mm -hmm. I imagine you probably didn't expect that. Yeah, no, I think it's just like even when I uh, got drafted um, and I came back home. Um, so I was on the plane when I got drafted and I had like, <laughs> I had no idea what pickup. Well, I had a bit of like, uh, a bit of an idea where I was going to, what pickup I was going to go, but I didn't even get to watch, the, like watch the draft. I was on the plane and then I came back home and I had like all my family at the airport, <laughs> news reporters. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I came back to like basketball, like my team, like we played like the draft on the, um, project uh, projector. So, um, yeah, it was, I mean, just to see everyone get around me and, like, just at, be at home to um, have that experience was pretty special. Yeah, the best place to be, yeah. to um, be able to celebrate something, yeah, such sure. a huge milestone Because like if that. I was playing anywhere else, I'd have to go straight back to, like, where I was playing. I wouldn't be able to um, experience that and um, celebrate that. So that was really good. Yeah, that's amazing. What a great experience. Yep. Similar to when Jade got drafted and she was able to go to, I think, her dad's pub and watch yeah, it live. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good that your family was waiting. I imagine that your phone would have just blown up as oh, soon as yeah, you got off sure. the plane. Like, I connected to the Wi-Fi and it was just like messages, messages, messages. I was like, oh, my God. I even texted Jade. I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so much. I just need to put my phone aside. Like... But, yeah. It, really it took you a whole week to get back to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, so much, yeah. So, just I just want to take one step back for a second. Mm -hmm. When you go back home, yeah, and you got young girls looking up to you, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing it wasn't that long ago yeah. when you were in the same situation. Mm -hmm. How does that how does that feel to you when you're kind of like going, "Wow, these kids are looking up to me," and and I'm 
I'm a role model for. Yeah. Um, it feels very special. Um, it feels very good to have, like, little kids looking up to me um, and then me being their role model. Um, and I think um, I didn't really have someone that I, like, someone in my position, like, that I looked up to in Cairns. So I kind of, like, uh, when I was starting to, like, when I went to the CUE, making Australian teams, um, going to WNBL, I would kind of always had that thought at the back of my mind, like, I want to have little kids, like, look up to me and, like, little kids in my position where, like, I didn't really have someone to really look up to um, then. Like, I want them to have that. And as me, as being, like, such a young player, mm. um, I want them to, like, know that they can do whatever because I've done everything. I feel like I've done everything at, like, such a young age and I'm, like, just still going up. So I just want them to, like, know that they can do that and, yeah, just c keep believing in themselves. Absolutely. That sounds beautiful. Good job, Shanice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Number, a grade player, role model. Right, and live pod star as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look, I know you've got to get back to the team. Yeah. To get ready to go out on the bench with the team. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It's been great having you here. Thanks. And we'd love to get you back on the show for like a full episode yeah, and really sure. sort of have have a, a, a deep discussion with you about all things hoops. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. For okay. Awesome. You guys. Thanks, heaps for coming. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks. Okay, Jacinta, so we're getting to the back end of this live pod. Um, we really need to talk about just, you know, what's happening for us for this game. Um, you know, it's 31 minutes till the game tips off. Um, it's been a really up and down run for the Flames during this season. Yeah, it's probably not the run that uh, a lot of WNBL fans or basketball fans would have expected given the coaching roster and the player roster for the season. And it is round 11 of 15, so it's kind of now or never for a lot of teams like the Flames, yeah. the Flyers. I mean, Bendigo perhaps, but I mean, I don't, I'm not, I think it's maybe too late for teams like Bendigo and Adelaide. Um, but uh, never say never. Never say never. All I can say is that, you know, Everybody wants that fourth spot. <laughs> I think that's what I kind of like. It's disappointing that there are only top four, but I think that's what I kind of like with a team, with a league considering you've only got eight teams. When you cut it down to four, it makes the sense of urgency and desperation to win a lot better. And as fans, we're going to have a lot of entertaining games in that respect. Yeah. Um, because like we said, you know, no team has, there's no fear. If that was the theme of the season, it would be no fear. No, absolutely not. And I think also... Um, the the thing that really hammers home that no fear was in the last game with the with Southside was playing where you know LJ went off. I did not see anybody backing down from defending her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in that Caps game when the Caps beat the Flyers at home, you had the rookie Alex Fowler guarding LJ in the post like she did it every day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm really glad LJ had that huge game because. A, because we love to see it, yep. but B, because she could have had that against the Caps in that game. And I feel like the subbing of that game were some interesting choices. I think there were definitely times where LJ needed to be on the floor a lot more. Oh, yeah. And that was, she had the potential to have a 28-point game. She had nine points in nine minutes in the first quarter. But uh, I feel like that was um, 
perhaps a little bit of redemption. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um, okay. So, look, folks, that's a wrap for us on this live pod. If you can't get to the game, definitely turn it on. You want to be watching this game. It's going to be huge, and it's something that every every Hoops fan should get behind. Absolutely. Please tune in um, because, more or less, if you don't know someone right now that lives with breast cancer or has experienced it in some way, I'm sure in your lifetime you, you will. Absolutely. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get our latest pod. And we really appreciate if we could get a like and a review so we can extend the reach to more listeners. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn.